0: Hey, everybody, it's Margo. You
1: guys, I'm such a fucking actress.
0: And Lydia.
1: Strong black woman over here. But you already know why we're here.
0: Pop off, pop off, I want commando on public transportation, huh?
1: Oh my god.
0: I love a good lazy river
1: because I'm lazy and I like water. Pop off, pop off, <laughs> Guys, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kinda
0: hungover right now. The content you may not
1: want but deserve.
0: Pop I think I popped pop-o. off about that. Pop pop, Pop off pop sis. This. Welcome back everybody to this exciting guest episode. It is someone so exciting. It's been a minute since we've had a guest on but what a better way to come back with one than this individual.
1: Yes yeah, so stay tuned because insert here is coming up next. The Bravo lover in me is freaking out right now. I'm screaming. I'm screaming. <laughs> if, you love, if you love Bravo or oh, yeah. reality TV in general, you probably already know our next guest. David Yantef, is the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, the pop culture podcast dedicated to Real Housewives, Bravo celebrities, and other relevant icons with new episodes five days a week, Monday through Friday. With his relaxed, casual interview style, he gets to the bottom of all of Bravo, reality TV, and pop culture's most important and pressing questions. He goes there. Please welcome the one and only David Yantef. Welcome, David.
2: Woo! Hello. Now, I kind of ruined that because I talked over your intro, so... You did? <laughs> I did. I said, I'm so happy to be here because I didn't think we were on, and I was just thought we were making small talk, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to ruin your intro. No,
1: didn't. Do you feel it's like we're good? good. Do I need to do it again?
2: No, I didn't hear no. you. What an introduction! Like, thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. We're so excited to have you. I so appreciate. Honestly, I have to tell you, I thought <laughs> that the DMs from you were fake. I was like, this isn't David. Like, why? Why is he doing this? Why is he talking on our <laughs> podcast?
0: Why?
2: Listen, I respond to everyone. Like if it's on, well, I mean, yeah. If it's on Instagram, I really make it a point to try to get back to everyone. I was literally just having this conversation this week that I am on the verge. I mean, no ego, no ego in this statement, but I am on the verge of making a post on my page and saying goodbye. I cannot respond anymore Because I am ready to have, I just topple over. We're not there yet, but we're one (laughs) step away from like, I just can't respond anymore. And that sounds the most so obnoxious and like there's such an ego, but it's not. It's literally like I will either check myself into a mental hospital (laughs) or I can respond to DMs and get back to everyone. But I did get back and we're not there yet, but this week has just been like, it's crazy. It's so busy. I mean, right?
1: I, it's crazy. You know, there's a lot going on in the world, in our country, especially, but I mean, you're so busy Monday through Friday. And then on top of that, doing things like this is like, I can't imagine how booked you are. And and selfishly for our ego, we're like, thank God we got in here before.
2: <laughs> like, and <laughs> It's not like happening today, but it's just, <laughs> it's lately that I'm like, I, I get why people say they just don't answer DMS, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I like to get back to people, you know, like If it's on Instagram, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like once you hand your social media over to someone, it's a slippery slope. It's like, I don't think there's any way to do it. I think you either need to own it or just hand it off to someone and say, run my Instagram and don't ever keep me posted. That's, that's a little too scary for me.
1: Yeah, no, it's a lot of trust there because
2: I'm like a control freak. I'll be like, did you post is this new show up today? You know, people responding like it's just not going to work. Now, other social media platforms, I have given control to other people. But Instagram is truly me and will remain me forever, probably.
1: Yeah. Well, we have to ask before we start questions. uh, Do you have anything to drink? Because I brought a vodka cocktail in honor of you.
2: Okay, so you're not going to be happy with my answer.
1: Oh, I'm <laughs> choosing myself, David. I have, have so you. much
2: work to do after this. So I am. This is not a shameless plug. I am drinking out of my behind the velvet rope mug. Oh, yes, yes. But it, it is night. I, you know, for everyone listening, it's nighttime, and I am drinking coffee. I. It's sad. I know. I have this is ed- not you, I, David. <laughs> you did tell me to bring a drink, but next time I will bring a drink. I promise.
1: Well, you did bring a drink technically. So Technically
2: I did, but I'm glad that you guys have a drink and you did And trust me. I thought, I'm just like, I just need to, you know, maybe later I'll have a cocktail. Okay.
0: okay. You'll need one. It's a Friday uh, night. You might as is. well treat yourself. Who drinks
2: coffee at night, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just have to ask because I'm genuinely so curious about, so I was doing a little research and I saw that you, made the transition from starting in corporate tax law to then transitioning over to this bravo liberty world and starting a podcast and making one where people feel comfortable to come in and interview with you and spill the tea and so how did that even happen like how how did that even start
2: well okay so yes i you know i went to law school and i practiced corporate tax law you know listen i There are some steps in between there. Nothing so interesting, you know, but I practice corporate (laughs) tax law. I say on my show all the time, I am like a closet smart person. And I just don't want to talk about anything of any substance at this (laughs) point in the world. (laughs) You know, listen, we get into a lot of, you know, real issues on my, you know, show i mean you know i I, i'm starting to interview not just bravo people like actresses and anytime it's like an actress i have a whole bunch coming up like i want to talk about the me too movement and like especially if someone like i interviewed an actress from yesteryear yesterday it's going to be out whenever and i just want to talk about like how far like women in acting so like i mean we get into some topics right but i really don't want to talk about life so Mm -hmm. you know I am smart. I practice law. I quit that. I fell into like recruiting. I ran HR and recruiting at a bunch of different companies, most notably Martha Stewart. That seems what people want to talk about. Like I worked for Martha Stewart for a hot minute. (laughs) And by a hot minute, I mean like two years. And then like I worked (laughs) of companies that merged and they kept merging and merging. And like when my last company merged, I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Right. And then, you know, listen, I put myself in the way of these people. Like, I wish there was some gracious, classy way to say it, but unlike many people, I don't like to bullshit around. So it's just like, I'm like, this isn't, you know, this isn't Madonna. This isn't like Taylor Swift. We're not talking about like Ariana Grande. These are like real people that are on social media with, you know, so let's, you know, I mean, look at living in New York city helps. I mean, you have New York housewives, summer house, you have, the million dollar listing boys, you have Jersey housewives. So I was like, I'm just gonna put myself in this situation and start, so I started meeting these people. And you know, listen, it's like organic, it's organic. You don't just meet like 15 people that are on Bravo and say, we're all gonna be best friends. I mean, it doesn't (laughs) work that way. Like you really do get to know people and you just gravitate towards and are friends with the people that you're friends with. So I kind of became friends with some of these people. Yeah, ish. and then yes. give you know, yourself
1: more credit, You, your friend.
2: So, <laughs> friend. So then, you know, eventually, I was like, "All right, well, this has to be some type of business. It's not like using anyone. It's I compare it to if you go to work in an office. I mean, this is an old comparison because none of us go <laughs> to offices anymore. But it's like if you go to work and after work you have drinks with your colleagues. So." you know you don't like everyone you not you might go to drinks with 10 people you might like five of them and then there's the other 150 people in the office that you have no interest in having a drink with yeah it's just natural but you have friends at work so i was like how can i turn this into a job mm-hmm. and i went through a bunch of different like you know okay you know just i, I don't know how is this going to work and i'm like it just came to me like maybe this is a podcast so when i started behind the velvet row My goal was one day a week, we would do an interview and one day a week, I would tell a story because I'd be hanging out with these people and I'd look around and I'd be like, it's in between seasons for Million Dollar listening. It's in between seasons for Beverly Hills Housewives. All this stuff that's happening now, there's no cameras and these are like, this is crazy. This wife's (laughs) getting another drink. I think she's going home with him. This one's falling off a bar stool. This one just (laughs) got in a fight with that one. I'm like, these are stories that, people, no one is watching any of this and I'm sitting here watching it all. And now I'm going to talk about it. Ramona had the Branzino in the martini in front of her before any of us even not open the menu, sat down, people were still standing. <laughs> that drink was there. She had a whole fish coming and I'm like, yeah, this is what people expect this to be, but it's really happening. So, you know, and of course I had to sit next to Ramona cause you know, She treats me like crap. Like, God forbid I sit next to like, you know, the patron saint of America, Dolores, who I know. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I'm like a glutton for punishment. I'm going to sit next to Ramona and just, you know, she was giving me an attitude. And then I, I mean, I was literally sitting right next to her. And then she looked at me and I was like, Ramona, I was like, you can give me an attitude for the next like 45 minutes that we're sitting at this dinner, but I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to love you. I am going (laughs) to, there's going to be so, I mean, I'm just, the love is gonna. And then she took another sip of her drink and like just broke down. And then it was like a love affair. And then I left with her phone number. I mean, I've never used it. I'm sure she's changed her phone number, but I mean, I had her phone number. So I'm like, that's, you know, of course there was a thousand steps in between, but I'm like, maybe someone's interested in this story. And yeah, so that's how I launched my podcast. And I'm like, oh, people are interested in this. Yeah. There's so many people that want to talk. We have to go to three days a week. Then more people want, I'm like, So that's how we went from two days to five days a week. And now I have a Patreon account. So I still tell my stories and all this other stuff on Patreon. You know, like if you want my private thoughts and you want to know what happened when this one texted me last night, you got to go pay for it. I mean, mama has to eat a little bit, (laughs) but really it's five days a week of interviews. So it's not like, I'm, you know, now give me some money here. Mind you, it's four to $12 a month. So it's not like I'm asking for $200. But the stories are still there. And I cover other things on Patreon. Like, you know, like when Dorinda was resigned, I was like, Yeah, no, I have some stuff to say. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna go on Patreon. And I'm gonna tell you she didn't read it. Of course, like three weeks later, I like, quit. But I had like a lot of facts that I was like, You wanna hear about this? Cause this mm-hmm. is how this is all gonna play out. And sure enough, in like three weeks. But so it's really five days a week, interviews. And also we don't just cover Bravo. It is 90% Bravo. It'll always be 90% Bravo, but I don't know, from like a business model at one point, I was like, what if Bravo goes away? What if I piss yeah. everybody off? I mean, there's a lot of things okay. I'm like, we need to branch out here, people. So now it's like I cover like Drag Race and Bachelor. Bachelor Nation is freaking huge.
0: It's I'm part of that. I right. love well, I eat that up.
2: I mean, that's yes. the thing. Like people don't realize like it's just I am, I work. I have no attitude. I work like 24 hours a day, but like, I'm just a business person. It's just how my mind thinks. So mm-hmm. when we're a hundred percent in one box, no scrap the business model, we need to regroup. So, you know, everyone's getting entertained, but this is a business. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, wait a second. Let me look at these numbers. on Wait, bachelor nation is what? Like how many <laughs> people watch a week? all right, so why aren't... And mind you, I also love The Bachelor. It's just, I gave up on it for a while, but I'm back. We have a lot of Bachelor Nation stuff coming, a lot.
0: So it's just growing.
2: But it'll always be mostly Bravo. It'll always be... And really, if anyone is really paying attention and really like a super listener, you would see there's a pattern. Like I do try to put one housewife or friend of every week, which we've stuck to... I guess if I ever run out of housewives, I'll cross. I mean, we have people back on, but like, I think it's pretty safe to say there'll always be a housewife or friend of each week. Like we had Elise Lane from Rony this week. Last week we had Lisa Barlow and one of the only podcasts. I think the only podcast interview she did, I think. Hey, I don't. You, know. you got her before Andy
1: did because of the whole debacle. Watch what happens yeah. Line.
2: I know. And that's the other thing, like timing is everything and just, but it all, it all just works out. Like there's nothing easy about any guests. It's the rare exception for a lot of reasons, but it all somehow works out Mm. and we're not slowing down anytime soon. Like when I went to five days a week, I was like, I don't know, this can't last. So like, we'll do it for a month. And then I was like, okay, it's COVID 2020 sucks. We'll do it for 2020. Well, I can tell you based on like, we have like a wait list. Like it's, it's here. Like, I don't Uh, think we're ever not going to be five days a week, at least for the, you know, unless something in life changes, which is possible. But right now it's the opposite. I can't keep up.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Did you know, like there are negatives, like, you know, everyone and their mother has an opinion. They slip into my DMS. It's like, uh, all right. I mean, like, listen, I have a thick skin. Part of me is like, I should be so flattered that you're this invested and you have this many details about what's going on five days a week on my show. So really <laughs> I am thrilled, but anyone that has had a suggestion an idea trying to help me better my podcast, I've had, I I'm aware of it all. Like I'm aware of all the issues. Like, I mean, there's not a lot of issues, but just, you know, like, I appreciate people trying to be helpful, but it, you're just like, I, Yeah. I get it. I thought of this. <laughs> or, you know, someone's like, I have a brilliant idea for our guest. Like, are you ready? I'm like, yeah. They're like, Bethany Frankel. And I'm like, huh, wow. This is a brilliant idea. Thanks. Like, <laughs> Bethany is not coming on behind the velvet rope. I mean, we're big, we're great, we're in the top 20. We get lots of press. We have great, she's not coming on. Like, thank you for the suggestion. <laughs> I know I'm being a bitch and I appreciate everyone, but people are just like here's some advice and it's like, yes, trust me. I've thought of Bethany. Like it's not happening. Like (laughs) I Uh, I shouldn't be complaining. Do you see what happens after people listening to this are like, God, he's so nasty. I'm really not. I'm just like telling you, you. these are, these are the behind the scenes things. You know how it is. Everyone thinks running a podcast is like turn on a mic and chit chat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean like you literally cover it all. Like just listening to your journey is so interesting, especially with podcasts. And so that really, you know, we're an up and coming podcast. We're definitely growing, but, you know, slow but steady wins the race. (laughs) So just any advice you have for us, you know, like I know when you had Joe DeLaRosa on recently on your show, you were talking to her about how consistency is key with your podcasting and having segments and an intro and outro. We definitely stick to that. But, you know, anything else you think is important.
2: Yeah. Like I definitely, I stand by consistency. Like I can't tell you, like I noticed podcasts that put out an episode and then four weeks later, there's another one. And then two weeks later, there's another one. And then like three months later, there's another one Mm -hmm. And like, it actually works. Like Kim Zolciak does that. Like Brad Goreski does that. Like, Oh yeah. So like, sure. Kim Zolciak can do that. And so can Brad Goreski when they're bored at home, Brad could say, Gary, go in the other room. I have to do a podcast. And, you know, I just book Leah Michelle because I just dressed her. Great. And it will Great. be in the top 10. And same thing with Kim Zolciak. when she's like, oh, all right. I have something to say about Nini. Great. Right. Nini. That's going to be in the top. Short of what, if you're not a well-known public figure, <laughs> you cannot do that. It's like, it sounds so basic, but people. And the other thing is like, You know, if you put your podcast out Monday at 9 a.m., it should go out between 8 and 10. Fine. You want to put out an hour early, an hour late? Fine. Nine o'clock should not be 4 p.m. because it's not perfectly edited or something. It's just get it out. Like, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. So I think consistency with date and time is key, you know, okay. Yes. If you put it out every Monday and Monday is president's day, not a major holiday, but you know, you don't want to put it out Monday on Tuesday. That's actually okay. That's fine. It's like a holiday. Like there's things like that. And I think the general format of the show should be similar. Like you can try different things. I tried different things in the beginning. If someone is starting a podcast and wants to, this is their hobby. And they are having a great time. uh, That is amazing. I am not taking that away really actually Bravo because you have much more exciting life than I do when it comes to podcasting, like (laughs) keep it a hobby, enjoy yourself. It could be for like you and your mom, you and your friend. Like if podcasting could be a lot of fun, I'm not turning my nose down at that. It's just like, you have to decide what it is, but you know, if it's a business, a three hour show, well, you could have four shows and guess what? You sell ads for your show. So I just think, like, I don't know. So consistency, you know, I think just doing it. And I think like the back end is just as important. You know, look, there's different types of guests. Like, I'll have a guest that is such a big name and they don't get pressed. The ratings are not that great. So like sometimes you just can't tell. But at the end of the day, I'm like, it doesn't matter because this name will help me get 900 other people in this category Mm. on my show. And also self-indulgent wise, this was a great show. It's not like no one didn't like it. It's just like sometimes the things, the episodes you think are going to be huge hits aren't.
1: No, thank you for that advice. That, does that
2: really answer your question or did I just go on a rant?
1: No, no. You, you, everything and more. And you've been broken down, you know, between hobby and business. It's, it's all valuable. And us.
2: like, it's fine to be a hobby. It's fine. It's just, yeah. I think the mistake that people make is they believe their own fabulousness and they feel, you know, like... Yeah, people become YouTube sensations or TikTok sensations overnight. I get it, but that is still the rare case. Yeah. Million other people on TikTok that are trying. So it's like, I think people think, like, I'll turn on the mic and I'll be fabulous and fun. And when an audience will find us and I will have a TV show and make lots of money. It doesn't work that way.
1: Why are you like reading out my thoughts out loud?
2: I, know. <laughs> I mean, you know, these are all good things, but it's almost like you have to like work the back end. It's not just like yeah. book a guest or don't book a guest. It's not the form be fabulous. And then, yeah, like, of course, there are things that go viral. I, I get it. There are podcasts like that that just find a huge audience and they blow up. That's all great. It's just the exception.
1: Yeah, yeah you're right. It takes work. And just a random curious question. And before you answer, I'm going to guess. So you're on Behind the Belt Rope, the logo that you have. Are those supposed to be certain housewives? Is it random? But I'm going to give you my guesses first before you answer. Okay. It's like... Wait, no, no, no. Sorry, David. Um, My guesses are Sonia, Kyle, Jill. And then on the end, it's either Dorit, Tinsley, or Brandy. I don't know which one. Okay, go ahead. Well,
2: first of all, you know my logo apparently better than I do. (laughs) Here's the easy answer. It really wasn't supposed to be anyone in particular. Like, there are certain housewives that I used As examples, like, you know, don't copy this, but like, you know, this is what these women need to look like. I have to say the first and I've never even said this before the first incarnation of this logo, I got it back and like the women were. Way too young. I mean, that's not a diss. They were way too young looking and they weren't like as wealthy or glamorous looking. So I had to like tweak all this stuff. Uh, literally the first iteration was so bad oh, that no. I was like, okay, I mean, I-, I need to pay this person but I'm just going to pay them and like I- go and make your changes. And I mean, it's going to go in the garbage. That literally it was so bad. I have to say there is one that I think more than anything looks like Sonia.
1: Yes, the bun. The bun.
2: Yeah. And then like, okay, I could see some Jill in there. I could see some Kelly Ben Simone in there. I could even see a Teresa in there. There are things that I, but it's really not supposed to be anyone.
0: Okay. I've been peeping on Instagram and just around that. Like your show is completely blowing up. It's being quoted by E! News and Wendy Williams and Page Six and all this stuff. When you see that, is that just kind of like, oh, whatever. I have to go work on my fifth podcast of the week. Or has it been kind of new that all this press is happening and is it exciting? Like, how do you feel about that?
2: I mean, I feel like every time it happens, it's exciting. And then I go back to work. Like sometimes (laughs) I allow myself. So and again, this is going to sound so Jaded and it's not the recent interview I did with like Megan Weaver. She was on Flipping Out. She told this story about Leonardo DiCaprio. It went everywhere. Mm -hmm. So then when it's in like us, like last night, it just got picked up by it's like three weeks later. The story's being so it's great that I'm in Us magazine and people and all this stuff, but it's like, okay, cool. But I've been in those before, which I know sounds so. You do get less. I mean, listen, I'm thrilled. Mm-hmm. But then with the Megan story, like two weeks ago, I got an architectural digest and I was like, holy shit. This is like, this is, this, th- this one's new. Right. Yeah. Mind you, she almost felt, I mean, I'm like, you're a designer and you're an architectural digest. And it doesn't say Megan from Flipping Out, who works with Jeff Lewis. It says Megan Weaver Design. So, like, you're welcome, bitch. <laughs> you know, and she was like, holy shit. Like, you know, is it so? You know, that was new. And then, like, two days later, it was in Rolling Stone. And then out of nowhere today, because, I mean, of course, I have myself on Google alerts. Who does it? <laughs> out of nowhere today, it was just got picked up by Vanity Fair. And I'm like, holy <gasps> shit. That's major. So I'm going to post all this. So, like, so it's, like, when it's something new... So yes, the, the E Daily Pop, believe it or not, we were on that before with Constantine when he talked about sleeping with like Luann and Ramona and all those people. Is that the pirate? No, Constantine was the one from American Idol. remember on the thing they said, you know, sl- you know, we've all been there or whatever. So I had him on and I'm like, what does that mean? And he went <laughs> and that was... So we were on Daily Pop for that. But like, yeah, Wendy Williams is a huge deal. So like I was... So it's like when something new happens, I freak out, but it's really, it's not necessarily ego. I mean, it's great, but then it's like, like vanity fair. The first thing I do is look and I'm like, do you have a fucking click through? Like, I think in today's day and age, you don't need that. If it says behind the velvet rope and you want to listen, it takes three seconds to go and Google it Mm -hmm. and find the show. But if you can click it and it's a different color and that takes you right to the podcast and you press play,
0: yeah,
2: that's a home run. And so like vanity fair linked it. So most places link it. So that's really, so it really, again, it is ego and it's great and it's fun. And I want to keep being in all these magazines, but it goes back to work of like, okay, I mean, does this help? Like, did the Vanity Fair lead to click right. or is like the random Bravo blog in the back of the corner leading to more click-throughs?
1: So it's yeah. motivating. So that's good.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm really one of those people who are like, okay, but now let's take it to the next level. Mm. Like this is great. And how do (laughs) we keep this going? And I like business challenges. I can't, you know, it's just how my mind thinks.
0: Okay. It is time to get into some housewives tea, some housewives time. Um, so first question though, is, what would your real housewives of New York tagline be slash do you already have a tagline? But if you were on real housewives of New York, what would it be?
2: Well, I have a tagline for not life, but I have a housewives tagline for my first and second season. Yes. <laughs> I have it all. Yes. Out.
1: She said I'll be back for more than two yeah. That's right. <laughs>
2: Yes, I'm at least a two season. No, I think if I were on a reality show, I would be there for a long time because I know what to do, period, Mm -hmm. period. I just figure I would know what to do to stay. I would not be the one that was on the verge of leaving. And I would do what I had to do.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Do you have a limit or you're just like, as long as I'm (laughs) on, it's fair game. I mean, you know, I can tell you what I wouldn't do is like, I wouldn't care what people said about me that were well in the public or on the cast. Like the thing is like, I mean, you're being paid to be on the show and you have to do promotion for that. And, you know, I guess in an extent you will, but like you're not being paid to sling mud on social media. So like the whole half the show is on social media these days. Like, you know, who I think is really a good example of what you're supposed to do on a reality show is Countess Loanne. Luann. Mm, And I don't mean like, okay, she actually had things happen in life that got her far. Like not everyone gets arrested, falls in a bush, gets a (laughs) divorce. (laughs) Like these are actual real things. I am not suggesting she did those just for the show. She didn't. But you never see Luann really slinging mud on social media. It's not like, like look at Candace and Monique, like that story is 50% off the show. It's on Twitter and reality blurb and Instagram. So you're not getting paid for that. I don't know. So I wouldn't, I would do what I had it for the show, but I wouldn't get down in the mud on social media. Mm. So, I mean, these taglines are based on me, you know, being a gay man and being cast. It's not like, so put that in context. So let me think. My first season's tagline, because I have to think about this, because <laughs> I haven't used it in a while. My first season's tagline would be, I may not be a girl, but I sure as hell fight like one. Oh,
0: oh! <laughs> I like that.
2: Yeah. homage to the women and that it's the stronger sex. And it's a show about women. So here I am the first. So you got it. You got it. I think it needs to play on that a little bit.
1: Mm. Love that. That wow. is
2: first season. That is definitely my first season tagline.
1: That's a good intro. Okay. We also didn't want to leave you hanging. We we're like, okay, if we're going to ask David, we have to come up with ones yeah. ourselves. Yeah. So, ooh, I'm not going to lie. I went through a couple options. I don't know, but okay. I'm just going to go with this one. <clears throat> Five, three, full of tea. And do you really want to try me?
2: That's cool. Yeah, right. I like it. <laughs> I like it.
0: I love it. I love the rhyme. I mean, listen, I don't know. I, I really just stole mine because <laughs> I think I would have to use Jay Wow's you like the boots because it's just so iconic. I mean, you probably couldn't because of copyright reasons, but I feel like that's just so good. So it has to be I like brought that. Back. I love that. Now
1: we're gonna get into some. Uh, housewives tea if that's okay with you david all right so it's kind of like hot takes on certain things that have happened recently if there's anything you're like no we're not talking about that just like tell us to shut up okay
2: (laughs) yeah that's fine
1: so okay we're gonna start with r-h-o-n-j new jersey who is most likely to reconcile and be friends again between danielle and Teresa, or Teresa and jacqueline
2: I actually think it would probably be, I can't believe I'm saying, I mean, neither, but probably uh, Teresa and Jacqueline by like a hair. I almost said Danielle, but Mm -hmm. I think Jacqueline.
1: Yeah, I think I'd have to agree. By
2: like a, a, a hair.
1: Well, have you heard Danielle's podcast? She's clearly done with everything Bravo. So I think you're right.
2: Is her podcast out like regularly? I haven't heard it. It is every,
1: I want to say every Wednesday, maybe Thursday, but yeah, she, she has, um, you know, a co-host that kind of prompts her with questions, but yeah, she's like spilling all the Bravo tea. She's like, does not like Andy anymore. All of a sudden she's done with all of them. So yeah, I would agree with you, Danielle, um, Teresa Yeah. But, you know, Jacqueline's got her whole life in, what, Arizona, Vegas? I mean, I
2: think if Jacqueline called Teresa, but I don't think she would. That's the thing. I actually think Teresa would listen to Jacqueline, possibly.
1: Really? I don't
2: think. I think she'd be more apt to listen to her than Jacqueline would be to call her. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: agree. Okay. Thank you. Next. <laughs> RHOA, Atlanta. Why doesn't Marlo have a peach? Why?
2: She was on my podcast. She said this on my podcast. She oh. says there's somebody in Bravo corporate, not Andy. She wouldn't say who, but she just said there's someone who just doesn't like me. And I've been told I'll never get a peach. That's but, right.
1: I remember her, it was like a producer
2: she or something. Says, I mean, she wouldn't name who, but she said Bravo Corp, And she said like, look, it's fine. Like I get paid. I show up. Like I just don't care. And I really believe her that she doesn't care. You know? Yeah. I
1: mean, but she brings it. And I guess, yeah, she's still getting a paycheck. So it's better than nothing. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. She's done a lot for that shit, in my opinion. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean,
2: she doesn't care.
1: And then OC, Orange County, controversial. Shouldn't Kelly have been fired by now? I mean, for me, the reunion was the last straw with her whole comments about Bronwyn being a fake alcoholic. That took me beyond the racial stuff, but. What do you think?
2: I think that, I mean, I know what she's doing now. Like, I mean, I get, well, I I get it. I just think, I just think she's going to be fired regard. Like, I think that Kelly would have been fired regardless of everything she's now doing.
1: But she hasn't been. So what,
2: what do you mean? No, she hasn't been. Um, Well, no, she hasn't been. So I understand why she hasn't been. Because, I mean, everything she's kind of done has been after the season has filmed. True. But, I mean, now it's like they need to decide what they're doing with next season. So regardless of anything she's now doing, which is kind of doubling down on everything, I think she was going to be fired anyway. But I personally think they're all going to be fired. I think the entire cast is going to be fired.
1: You think there's going to be like another shakeup? How can they do this a season after getting rid of Vicky and Tamara? How are they going to do I mean,
2: like Andy said, a reboot. I just think, I think, I think, and what do I know? I think they're going to fire every single person and hire people that are like the Hills type that would now be in their 30s. And it's going to be a bunch of like really attractive, like they'll be bitchy. Like Kristen Cav, there'll be a Kristen Cavallari type oh, and Madrina type. I think it's gonna be like thirty. I don't mean like thirty-nine. I mean like thirties, like thirty-one to like thirty-four, and it's gonna be a completely different show, and it's not gonna be like any other housewife show, and it's gonna be like girls from the hills that are Kristen Cavallari types, mm-hmm. Lauren Conrad types, with kids. Bitchy and gorgeous. No, I think oh. no kids. I think are oh. not going to see kids. I don't know if they're going to rush to do this during COVID, but I think it's going to be all about like, yeah. Like what if Lauren and Kristen and Whitney and Audrina and all of them had a show now, they would be like 30 something, maybe a little older, but I think that's what it's going to be. I do. I'm I'm making this up. I have no inside scoop. <laughs> I think okay. that there's nobody that's going to be salvaged
1: that would be cool too because that's never happened like a full cast fire. i
2: just think that and it's the first one i think that i think anyone who thinks that they're now people are giving their top six like of who they want back and i'm like i don't think this is the direction we're going where we're mm-hmm. going to be bringing back heather Dubro and jesus jogs my <laughs> bff and i i don't think it's happening i don't think anyone is coming back so
1: I think Gretchen would do anything to come back, in my opinion. I
2: think Gretchen would do anything to come back.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. speaking of Heather, though, I mean, I, I listen to Heather's podcast. Uh, I enjoy listening to it. But, you know, I guess what, it's been a year or two now since her fallout with her old assistant, Natalie. Yeah. And I think in the headlines, it was like a business fallout. You know, they had a misunderstanding or disagreement about her next steps in in the role of working for her. But what do you think? Do you have any inside scoop on that? Do you have any stories on that? I, I just pay close attention to Natalie. Is Heather
2: still talking about that?
1: No, she doesn't bring it up. Natalie will like, she hinted at it once because, you know, Heather's building a house in Idaho now. And um, Natalie was, oh, she visiting, is. yeah, and Natalie was visiting her fiance Riley's family in Idaho and she like posted on her story that she was going to Idaho and she was like only to see Riley's family no one else dot 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 because Heather was in Idaho. What the
2: hell does Heather need a house in Idaho for?
1: (laughs) That's that thank you because she doesn't she's like oh you know I need a place like you know it's rustic it's not like the beach and um, my kids can go to it and just go to it with their friends. Like when they need an escape. And it's literally- but I don't
2: understand. Like you have the, the biggest house in fucking orange County. <laughs> I know.
1: And th- you know what? Literally it's the essential, like top rich bitch problem. She went to Idaho cause her friend was building a house in Idaho and she was like, Oh, this is cute. Let me buy a lot. And she and Terry went and bought a lot. And never <laughs> house.
2: I mean, that's all great. I just don't know when she thinks she's going to be in Idaho.
1: Right. She was like, oh, I heard Thanksgivings are really so pretty there. We just know so many people in there. I'm like, do you know? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, if I was her friend, I'd be pissed. Like, you know, yeah. you get it. I don't know. I would just be like.
2: Like, I understand buying a place in L.A. when you go up there all the time. Right. Like, I'm not knocking Idaho. I just don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> When you know, I understand, like, if your mother's elderly and you visit <laughs> her once a month, yeah, that makes sense. But I don't understand just deciding this is where you want to build a house for no reason.
1: It was literally like my friends doing it, so I want to do it too. And I can and came up with all huh. these justifications as to why it was a good idea.
2: Interesting,
1: but yeah, so that's the extent of Natalie and Heather's interaction. It's just I don't know. I, I'm kind of happy for Natalie that she got out of that because yeah, that's just my opinion. But
2: yeah, okay, I was
0: just
1: curious.
2: Interesting.
1: Um. Okay, let's switch gears. Dallas. If we bring controversial, you know, new housewife Tiffany Moon, Doctor Moon is the new cast member, and the whole controversy of the timing of bringing her on after Brandy Redmond's comments and the video that she made um, regarding r- racial stereotypes toward towards Asian people. I mean, Tiffany's talked about it, but do you think that was like planned to bring her on now to bring Tiffany on right after that?
2: I mean, it's kind of weird, right? I mean, I'm not saying that she's not a good housewife. Yeah. I mean, it's just what you think that they were like, we don't care who walks through the door. We're not hiring someone unless they're a certain race.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. It's
2: interesting, right?
1: Yeah. And Tiffany claims that Deandra asked her a couple of years ago to come on, or last year was like, you should do it, or last season was like, you should do it. And she was like, no. And then she asked her again and was like, this is the last time I'm asking you to come on. And she's like, okay, fine. But
2: time it's time. weird. Yeah.
1: Miami, is it coming back? Are we getting real hot sides of Miami back?
2: Well, I think we're starting to think we're going to get it back on streaming, but I mean, it's not going to be like Marisol and these people. I hate to break it to Marisol. who
1: I <laughs> want Marisol.
2: Well, Marisol would cut off both arms and both legs and blind herself to be on. So she wants it as much as you want? She wants it as much as you want it, you that- it, as as you want it. but... I don't think that's where we're going either. I do think that Phil Collins' ex-wife is going to be on it. That's where what people are saying. Apparently she's interesting and she's lots of money and they go back to court and just I think they've had a nasty divorce. I think we might really get it, but it's going to be streaming. So like I don't know, like no one watched Glitter Town with Lydia.
1: Oh my gosh, okay, I'm biased cuz we have the same name, but also yeah.
2: And then Lydia was on my show. She's lovely, but I'm just like, they're going to have to really make sure people watch it on streaming, you know?
1: So you're saying it's not going to air on Bravo like
2: normally? No, it's going to be on like Peacock streaming. It's not going to be on TV. Yeah. No,
1: that's not. That's
2: what I'm saying. So like, don't get too excited. It might be great, but it's not going to be like a nighttime show.
1: Mm. I feel like that's what, like when you get waitlisted from your college that you want to go to. Like, why would they even like it's like you're telling them that, that bravo doesn't have the confidence to put it on their normal prime time not like what why wouldn't yeah especially if it's like a revamp and they're bringing it back i would think they would do all they could to market it and promote it at the most popular ways that they could it's
2: i don't get it you know
1: okay well that's interesting we'll stay tuned on that okay a couple more beverly hills you know I feel like everything's been Erica Jane. So I was going to ask about that, but I actually am thinking I won't. Is there anything else we need to pay attention to with Beverly Hills coming other than Erica? Or do you think that's the whole season?
2: Um, You know, I heard that Rinna, because we all expect Rinna to hold Erica to like the flame, right? Because that's what she does, you know, about speaking your truth and all.
1: You got to own it.
2: Right. Well, I heard that Rinna does the exact opposite and that this is just what I heard. It's not from a reliable source. Um, But I heard that she, which is really that she's so savvy and that she knows Erica is going to be the main storyline. And because she got flack last year for like making Denise fight her truth, that she is going to attach herself to Erica and she is going to actually be the one that sticks up for Erica and says, leave her alone. She doesn't have to talk about any of this. And it's not because producers said, go play it this way. It's that Rinna is such a mastermind genius. She's like, I need to be the center story. And if everyone's going to hate Erica, the way to make myself controversial and to stick out and everyone talk about me is if I... Defend Erica because everyone expects the opposite, which is kind of brilliant.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's brilliant if Erica is guaranteed another season, which obviously she will be.
2: I think this certainly helps her, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's just personally, I'm like, like, like you said last season, Rena was all about, you know, holding Denise's feet to the yeah. fire and making her own up to everything. So it's like, be consistent. But you're right. It's a genius business move.
2: I mean, it's just like, wow. Like, I don't know if I would have thought of that.
1: Wow. And that's just not what you would expect from her, from Lisa. No. Wow. And to clarify, Kathy and Crystal, they are friends of or they are housewives?
2: Kathy and Crystal. Crystal is a housewife and Kathy is a friend of. Got it. You know, unless something completely drastic happens, which I don't think it will that is how it is going to play out.
1: And you might be wondering, Margo's sitting here all quiet because like I'm going in with my housewives burning questions and she's gonna get to you in a second with bachelor tea. But I was gonna say, Margo, just for your context, Kathy is the mother of Paris Hilton, if you didn't know, Kathy Hilton.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I am not plugged into Housewives the way Lydia is, so I was like, you take point on this. So yeah,
1: so we're gonna switch gears again to New York and New York, yeah, okay. This is your David, so. (laughs) Barbara, the next mayor of New York.
2: (laughs) Listen, well, I have tried to get Barbara on my podcast, and she, yeah, she wants to not... Which I get it. She doesn't. I'm like, you should come on. Cause for the last 10 minutes, we'll talk housewives and you could talk about being a mayor for the other 40 minutes. It's a perfect platform for you. Mm. She doesn't want to talk about housewives, which I get it. You know, if you're running for mayor, but uh, I have nothing to say. I mean, <laughs> I'm not expecting her to win.
1: Right. I mean, good yeah. luck,
2: but I don't, I don't, I don't understand it.
1: I definitely didn't see it coming. That was like, wow. It's kind of like I, a Cynthia Nixon moment. Like
2: I moment. don't understand it at all. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's I, I don't even like, look, I can't even speak. Like it's just, it's, you know, Salt That's Lake
1: a- city. Season one is done. We're about to have reunion part two. So have you heard David, have you heard this audio from Mary Cosby's church congregation, the leaked audio?
2: I did because I have someone coming up from Salt Lake this week on my podcast.
1: Ooh, okay. And
2: I asked her about it. I heard it. Did you hear it?
1: Yeah. And just for listeners, if you haven't heard it, um, Mary is, is she, is she the pastor? Or is she the, she's the she's choir director.
2: The pastor, yeah. Oh,
1: she's the pastor. Okay. She's basically on this audio. Um, we don't see her. It's just audio, but she's basically screaming at her congregation talking about, quote, you old stingy selves, I got 14 birthday cards, you old poor people, I don't want no poor people around me. And that's just part of it.
2: Right. And she said, if you're not poor, then you're cheap. And that's even worse. Something like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I heard it. I asked someone who came on my show who's coming out this week. This person, of course, is has some media training and is like, you know, it's not for me to say, and I've talked to her about it and it's taken out of context. And I mean, I don't see how that could be taken out of context. No.
1: Oh my God. I hate you know? the response.
2: I mean, I do have to say I, my gut says that every single person is coming back. I think Jen or Mary would be the two to go if they were going to get rid of anyone. But I think if they were going to get rid of anybody it might be Mary, but I don't think they will. And I really think the cast is coming back unchanged and they might add a friend. That's my prediction for that.
1: I agree with you. I hope that that is the case. I want to see everyone back. I was surprised you said Jen, because I feel like as crazy as she acted a little bit, I feel like in a way that's what the cameras want. So
2: yeah,
1: but I want Mary to come back because I want her to have to talk about that. Like that was crazy that what we hear on that audio. Yeah.
2: It was interesting.
1: I want her to answer for that. I'm still not over like episode one or two where the whole stuff with Jen's aunt, that drama. And I don't know why, like random comments that they make will like annoy me more than others. Like when Mary was said that thing about her, Jen's aunt having diabetes and maybe she should have ate less sugar or something and she would have her legs because she had to get her legs amputated. To me, like that was below the belt. Other things people say that like are probably below the belt. I'm like, oh, that's funny. But that like, Oh, it's like Mary, I don't know. But well, we shall see on that. Okay. Thank you for answering those hot takes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that
2: those are my answers.
1: Great answers. All right, Margo, what do we have next?
0: Okay. Well, I think we should jump into a little just a little bit of The Bachelor because that is my that yes. is my world and I want to it. I want to talk about Victoria because I mean the sensation of the season truly she's eliminated I don't know if you peeped but the day she was eliminated she deleted her Instagram I heard and and then like February 10th like a few days ago she came back with a new business launched called Victoria Larson Beauty which is all about like self-love and nutrition and all of these beauty products and I just think it's so ironic considering the fact of the way that she was portrayed on the show I mean do you have thoughts about that and also is she a paid actor which I think is like really the question
2: I mean that seems to be going right I don't think she's a paid actor I think that
0: would be fantastic acting by the way I mean, I
2: think she there, (laughs) she knew what she was doing and she came for Instagram followers and, you know, uh, do I think she deleted her Instagram on purpose to me even more dramatic and come back? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I get it. I'm sure she got a lot of hate, but I think that she deleted it not because she was sad, but for a dramatic effect.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure like, because when she came back, that was even more news. And now she's got this business, which it's literally like you can pay for one on one coaching with her. So I just don't know what this business model is. It's going to be interesting. She's just like, like,
2: let me capitalize on this right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, for sure. I think she's really like probably the most iconic like bachelor villain that we've had in a while i think so like she is just she i love
2: it i'm 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 here for it
0: oh me too i, I loved was her best.
2: i mean i was yeah for sure i loved her
1: oh victoria
2: <laughs> I mean, it will be interesting to see the women tell all and to see what happens.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. I know.
2: Yeah. I'm so. I mean, ready. I think we still have a bunch of weeks left. Like we're not even at hometowns yet. It has to be at least a month left. I would think. No.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, this season has just become completely. I mean, it's always about drama. But it this normally season-
2: ends in March, though, I thought. But like, well, it yeah. can't end at the beginning of March. That's like. Oh, two weeks away. Like the show is not ending in two weeks.
0: No, I think we still got a few more. I mean, we're not even at hometowns yet. Yeah, so.
2: that's what I said.
0: Why did like, they bring in more girls after he eliminated girls <laughs> to stir the pot? They have never done that before. I was like, These oh, producers are getting yeah. sneaky. I
2: think they're just like, we're in COVID and we're just going to. We're going to do something, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Spice it up. Yeah. Margo, was that was that enough? A little. A little oh, bachelor? yeah. That was just
0: my little sprinkling of Bachelor.
1: Okay. And I forgot to ask this, David, back to Housewives really quick. We're going to play a game before we finish, if that's okay. okay. But did you say you were closest with Dolores in terms of Housewives? Who's your close, closest friend out of the wives?
2: I mean, you know, it changes all the time you know like Dolores Margaret I mean I've really gotten to know Lisa and Meredith really well stop you
1: have
0: I'm
2: really close to Alexis Jesus Jugs. really I'm close to Lynn Curtin really you know what I mean so like it kind of just it depends on a lot of things
1: hmm that's a blast from the past Lynn
2: oh Lynn is a sweetie
1: wow she did always come across really nice on the show right wow okay And Dolores seems great. I don't know. I've always loved the family aspect of New Jersey. Like from the beginning, I was like, I love, I I love that they keep it in close friends in the family.
2: Totally.
1: It's crazy. The whole thing about Dolores being, what was she? A a youth juvenile officer or something. What did she do? She worked in prison.
2: She worked in the prisons. And that sounds like it's correct. I don't even know the exact title, but that sounds like it's correct.
1: (laughs) That's why she knows how to fight with her words on yes okay we have a game it's kind of like a would you rather but we're switching it a little bit and it's going to be where would you rather be and we're going to give you two different housewife scenes and you have to say which one you would have rather been witness to okay and in the moment these are all on camera scenes of course let us start with the Real Housewives of New Jersey brownstone fight, throwing it back, or Real Housewives of Potomac barn fight between Candace and Monique?
2: Which one would I rather be at? hmm Just to, like, witness it?
1: Yeah, like, you are you know, you're there as a guest, you're there as a plus one, you're on camera. Um probably
2: uh the brownstone probably
1: yeah that was pretty iconic just because it's
2: iconic
1: yeah <laughs> you're like outside you know? of the brownstone on the side with danielle
2: yeah i just think that that yeah. Okay, yeah okay but you know yeah that's a that's a that's a close one but probably the brownstone the
0: Real Housewives of New Jersey hair pull store fight, which I watched today and that was wild. Or The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Kenya, Porsche reunion physical fight.
2: And what was the first one?
0: It was the New Jersey hair pull store fight where she pulled the white cocktail. I
2: think I'd rather be at that.
0: <laughs> that was wild beyond belief. I
2: I think I'd rather be at that, Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay now back to real housewives of potomac knife fight at candace's house candace and ashley or beverly hills game night from like early on in the season
2: i'm so close to dana wilkie now in real life like we speak a hundred times a day miss twenty five thousand dollar sunglasses so beverly hills i mean i know dana i've asked her about that on my show and hundred percent beverly hills
1: she really spilled the tea about that night on your she's stuff. coming
2: back too she's coming yeah. back
1: is she still like covering everything erica jane
2: she's covering a lot of stuff i don't really keep up because i don't even understand half the stuff she says but i am like more power to you call me when it's something that i need but i literally call her when i need like a question answered sometimes i'm like is this Like, please save me hours of having to like research this and she will just throw it to me.
0: All right. The Real Housewives of Dallas, Carrie's birthday party or any Kyle white party?
2: I'm gonna go with Carrie's birthday party. I love Leanne. That was not what I expected you to say.
1: Wow. I mean, I love
2: Kyle too. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna show some love to Dallas.
1: Yeah. And Carrie's so fun. Like I want to to take a tequila shot with her yeah (laughs) this is like to me this is this is the question i'm hyping myself up so please please act excited david (laughs) but
2: i am excited
1: okay okay andy's baby shower or any season of any housewife franchise reunion taping
2: andy's baby shower
1: didn't even hesitate (laughs)
2: I literally don't even know what, uh, what, uh, I didn't even need to hear, um, what you said. Oh, it was like, it was, it was Andy's I could have stopped you.
1: (laughs) I mean, that is like any Bravo lover's like dream. That is where to be that baby shower. Right. That was an iconic baby shower
2: that, that, that trumps like everything.
1: Margot, that baby shower, Andy Cohen. That
2: literally will trump everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he had a baby shower um, for his son, and all, all the current Housewives from every franchise came, including John Mayer was there. It was like a random group mishmash of people. Of people. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like if you know if you love Housewives, it's like oh my god.
2: Well, <sighs> yeah, it, it was it was it was something.
0: Well, just a few more Real Housewives of New York City, Any Berkshires trip or the Real Housewives of Miami Watch What Happens Live reunion?
2: (laughs) Probably Miami reunion. I mean, that's, I could do without a bunch of those, but probably Miami. Hmm. Just because
1: there wasn't many of them.
2: Unlike Ramona, I would prefer the Hamptons over the Berkshires. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay with missing the Berkshires. You
1: don't need like a Blue Manor moment
2: no What's i could do in? without blue manor i could do without i could do without bluestone manor <laughs> i wish dorinda the best of luck i'm i'm okay you know when you put it in context like that and we would be staying at dorinda's um yeah i'm gonna pass
1: <laughs> he's like we, no fish room for we can
2: just leave it at that but i will gladly pass and yeah you okay. know I mean, my girl Heather Thompson down the street, I that might be something different. But if you're saying I have to stay at Dorinda's, hell to the no, <laughs> Miami Reunion 100. <laughs> 100.
1: Oh, that's good. Okay, Real Houses of Orange County, the party in Vicky's backyard where Tamara threw the wine on Gina, or New York City, the trip that they took where there was the man in Heather's room the next morning and Luann's iconic don't be all uncool be cool
2: that's a hard one Tamara in my podcast we talked about the wine throw probably the trip be cool don't be all uncool I mean it's one of the most classic lines ever said on the housewives but that throwing of the drink in Gina's face that's a cl- that's a good moment that's a good moment but I would probably go away on the trip
0: All right, well, last but not least, The Real Housewives of New York City, Aviva Leg Throw, or The Real Housewives of Orange County, Bunko Fight.
2: Oh, definitely the Leg Throw at Lasark. That is 100. (laughs) The only
0: thing that's fake about me.
2: (laughs) And Harry Dubin on my podcast said that, I guess he was, I don't remember if he was on camera, but apparently he was there and Aviva asked him to carry her out. This is all on my podcast, he said. And I think it was like it was planned. He was saying, you have to listen. I'm not even trying to just get you to listen. I don't want to misquote. But I think Harry was like off to the side. And Aviva was like, I'm going to do this. When it's done, I'm going to carry you out. And Harry was like, I am not carrying you out. (laughs) So do what you got to, but I'm not interested in that. And then he didn't. But I think his point was that she planned it. I mean, it got picked that got picked up in the press too, as you could imagine. Yes, something like that. But somehow Harry Dubin was there, and I don't remember seeing him on camera. So I think off camera he was off to the side, maybe, or maybe we saw. him. I don't remember him on camera.
1: I don't remember him. Yeah. Being, yeah. Like, at that table because they showed you know people. Sitting well, he he was
2: like, there somewhere.
1: Wow. Yeah, I I would have to agree. I think being there would be pretty pretty yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Oh. It, it was the way she delivered the line too. I could see how it was pre-planned because it was too good. It was too good. Right. Okay. Our last two questions for you. Are-
2: okay,
0: we gotta ask where can everyone find you? First of all, on social media. Where can they like, follow, subscribe, do all of that business?
2: All of that exciting stuff. So everyone can find. Follow me at Behind Velvet Rope. There is no the in the title on Instagram. I mean, on my Instagram, that is. So it's at Behind Velvet Rope. And the podcast name is Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast, Google, Amazon now. Behind the Velvet Robe or follow us on Instagram behind at Behind Velvet Robe and all the shows every day, Monday through Friday. There is so, you know, we had Elise Slain this week. Her picture goes up, her bio. We talk about it. Patty Stanger. I post every day who the guest is. So if you follow us on Instagram, you'll know who the guest is or just find us on Apple, Spotify or anywhere podcasts are found. And I just locked in next week. Next week's going to be another good week. We do have some Salt Lake coming for you next week.
1: Yay. And here's
2: a teaser. I don't know when this is going to go out. This
1: will be out Monday.
2: Well, I can tell you, I don't want to say too much about who is on from Salt Lake, but let me tell you that it is not one guest. It is two guests and only one of them is a housewife. So that you can think about. Next week, we have a Salt Lake housewife and someone else who's there with this housewife. Mm, And like John Barlow popped by when Lisa Barlow was on. But this is not that. This is a full-fledged interview with two people from Salt Lake.
1: As in one of them isn't even, have we seen
2: them on the show at all? You have seen this person on the show, yes.
1: Okay, what a one play. is a housewife. <laughs>
2: so <laughs> that is coming, and it's it's a good one.
1: We cannot wait. Okay, there are some
2: shows that I'm just like this is good. This this one is this one is good. So that's next week. Yes,
1: Ooh. is this a two-parter? one parter, two parter?
2: One parter. Get okay. everything in one part. Not even an hour and fifth, like an hour and five minutes. Easy listen.
1: Ooh. Amazing. Okay, our very last question, David, it wouldn't be no other way to end this except for the way you do on your show. And that is, is there anything else you want to say or feel like that we didn't cover that you want to bring up?
2: Yeah, I never used to do that. And then one day I did it. And I'm like, you know what? See, that's what I mean. Like, you do something and you're like, this is my new thing. I'm going to end with this all the time. What a great question to ask people. If you like Bravo and you like other reality shows and you want to hear five interviews a week, come to listen to Behind the Velvet Rope. I mean, I think people that, you know, listen, this is the last thing I'll say, like people that describe my show, they're like, you know, you have a relaxed, casual way about you. And I think it relaxes people and gets people to talk. I mean, that's just kind of my style. Like, look, I will ask you out on the date. I will take you out. I will pick you up. I will buy you dinner. I will buy you drinks. I will drive you home. I will open the door. I will treat you like a pure gentleman the entire date. But then daddy wants up. <laughs> so that's how the podcast works, I guess. I relax people and we just chat. And like out of nowhere... We ask something and then it's a little interesting and then we can just talk about something like maybe the weather. And here's another question. I'm just going to slip in here. (laughs) You're going to have to answer it. I mean, like, and you don't have to, but everyone does. So I, I got things, listen, if there's stuff to get to the bottom of, I get to the bottom of it. Mm. So I think, I don't know. I just have a style of being like relax and let's just chill. And then by the way, you know, Candace, when your head was down on the table and, you know, Monique was holding it there, what was going through your mind? And, oh, hey, Leanne. So, yeah, I mean, I love the fact that you're drinking, like, grape Kool-Aid with vodka in it. But we have one more question. Like, are you racist? (laughs) Really? Because, like, these are the people that say you are. And here are the things you said to Carrie on air. So, like, how do you reconcile not being racist to the fact that you said all these things? Mm. Those are just some examples. So I... We'll ask the questions. I'm not afraid, but you know, we still have a good time. Mm,
1: I love it.
2: I I don't know. That's, I guess my wrap up my plug for myself, but no, it's a really fun show. And I think if people want to hear from Bravo Leberties, we have, and we don't do just current, like I will track your ass down. (laughs) You haven't been on the show for like 10 years. I will find you. And you know, you will come on. We have like millionaire matchmaker. We had Jonathan Anton from blowout people from ladies of London. Like we like to go back to the classics. Mm.
1: You will, and one day, I bet you'll have like a Long Island princess on from way, way back.
2: Why are you saying that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why not?
2: You have everyone. Well, we might, there might be some stuff coming. Oh! Oh yeah, I thought you were saying that because of some particular reason. Is that your way of asking for a princess? Okay, we have we might have some stuff coming for you.
1: I mean, just you're the gift that keeps on giving. No, I was just thinking of
2: throwback shows,
1: but amazing.
2: That's listen, we might have that's a good one. Oh might have something for that. Well, you're the best. Listen, we we like to keep you on your toes, but trust me, princesses has not been overlooked. We we there's just hanging there, just hanging. Mm -hmm. See, I've given you two. Basic spoilers. <laughs>
0: yes. We appreciate it. Yes.
2: But yes, I think Princesses was a great show.
1: Yes. Uh, I missed it. It
2: had so much potential.
1: I know. It was early on, you know, they had to work out the kinks and all that.
2: And, you know, I mean, if I did have someone on from Princesses, we would cover why did the show not come back and what really happened. You know, we would get there. Mm. So, Oh, yes. We know, would be ready and waiting. I love it. I will come back on here any day you guys want me to. Yes. Next time I'll drink, I won't be as exhausted and have so much work to do.
1: (laughs) And maybe, you know, we made made the cutoff before, you know, you stopped answering
2: DMs. So we have to be part of that group now. And listen, I'm all talk. I'm not going to stop anytime soon. But the other day I was like, I am going to have a nervous breakdown if I don't stop it. (laughs) I will deal with that when the time comes.
1: Well, we, we love you. You're the best. Yeah. Thank you so, so much.
0: David
2: Yantef. everybody. Thank I you. I love you guys. Invite me back anytime. I'd love to come back. You guys are amazing.
0: Thank you so much. Have a good one.
2: Bye. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. He was amazing.
0: I mean, T, 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 Bravo T, Bachelor T, you name it. We talked about it. <laughs> we
1: talked about it. I feel like I vomited up all my housewife questions margo i really thank you for bearing with me because of- <laughs> oh my gosh but no he really is so sweet and nice and he works so hard you can tell he has such a business mind and five shows a week i mean we're every other week so we know how hard that we can imagine how hard that would be oh yeah but for sure that was awesome well just because it's a guest episode doesn't mean we're not going to give you our quotes of the day the week the two weeks um and We do know Valentine's Day just happened, Mm -hmm. so we're going to give you a couple Bachelor-inspired quotes from none other than Queen Victoria herself. This is right after Victoria got eliminated from Mm -hmm. The Bachelor with Matt James. He is not my king, and I'm still a queen.
0: (sighs) Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I have to follow it up with another Victoria quote because <laughs> it's Victoria and we love her. Um, and this is no matter if you have a Valentine or not, just remember your quote team is a bunch of queens and their team, aka your opponent seems, is a bunch of gestures. Not jesters, but gestures so you know just take that with you that that little inspiration that beautiful use of the English language with you wherever you may roam in these next two weeks
1: that is so funny Margo because I was like isn't it (laughs) gesture that's amazing wow Uh, yes take that beautiful advice with you for the next two weeks Happy Valentine's Day. Happy President's Day. Any other holidays happen? I don't know. I think that's it. But we will see you in two weeks. Bye. And that's the show. Stalk us on Instagram at podcast and check out our Pop Off sis YouTube channel.
0: We'll see you next time. Pop Off, Pop off, Sis.